0: Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash audio. Visit IXL.com slash audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
1: Let's talk about the Patriots in this game a little bit. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline is our guy, Odyssey NFL insider, Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey original podcast, the best football show, daily breakdowns, all the exciting moments across the league. See him on NFL Network and he's with us on the Harbor One Hotline. Baldy, it's Gresham Fourier. Good morning. How are you? Hey, I'm
2: doing great, guys. It's good to be with you. Uh, How are you? I'm uh, good. Doing we're good. Doing
1: we're, good. we're hanging in there, friend. We're getting ready for uh I don't know. If we get two touchdowns tonight, Baldy, should we feel fortunate that we've seen football as can only be presented? <laughs> By the New England Patriots at this time, and I'm talking about two touchdowns on both sides oh, because okay. it that is the a... big matchup of Bailey Zappi against Mitchell Trubisky. Wolf,
2: yeah, uh, I, th- I I I think I think I just said this on another radio show or something that if the Patriots scored two touchdowns, not only should they feel good, I think they sh- could go into Pittsburgh and get the win. And these are two like offensively starved teams. The Patriots have managed 13 points, and they're Last three games, the Steelers have you know, managed 36 points after firing your offensive coordinator. Um, you know, it's just a, just bad offense. You know, we've talked about it week after week. But if they find a way to, you know, manufacture two touchdowns, I would think that they got a chance to win this game right now.
3: If you were the Patriots, what would your philosophy be, your, your philosophy on offense be, your offensive approach be, as far as with everything, big picture with the entire game?
2: Well, they tried to just run it last week. You know, I mean, that's what they they try to do. And, they, you know, they kind of proved that you can't just run the football in this league. It doesn't matter what kind of success, especially if, um, you know, you lose your best running back in Ramondre like they did. They tried to just run it in a variety of ways. And, you know, and they ran it pretty good. Um, You know, most teams would take, you know, 150 yards and, almost five yards of carry. Most teams would take that on any given week. But, you know, you got to make the running game pay off. And they just can't, you know, they just can't get explosive plays and finish drives and convert third downs. Because as soon as they get behind the sticks, they, or, you know, they have a negative play or a penalty, which they didn't have many of. But if they do, um, you know, they, they can't overcome it. You know, the Miami Dolphins or Dallas Cowboys, they could be third and 18th, no big deal. Like, they're ready to attack. They, the Patriots can't play that style.
1: Baldy, to your trained eye, what was different about the way Bill O'Brien called a game for Mac Jones versus the way he called it for Bailey Zappi last week?
2: It looked like he was trying to uh, almost play without a quarterback last week. He did his best, you know, just to just to stay steady, <sighs> steady runs, you know, and, um, you know, just limit the amount of times that Bailey Zappi had to drop back. I mean, he dropped back. You know, 30 times. He got sacked five times. He had, I don't know how many incompletions or balls that just didn't have a chance, but there was a bunch. I mean, I think if they could have just played weight team football, they would have done that.
3: Do you think that Malik Cunningham will have any impact on this game?
2: Well, I mean, I don't know. I really don't. Do do you think they'll play him? uh, Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I just remember Malik from preseason. And from the senior bowl and some of the things that he did. But, you know, if you're going to play him, are you just grabbing at straws? Like, let's just find something that can light a spark. I mean, I I don't know what else you can expect. It's not going to be Jake Browning out there. You know, I mean, I I just, I think it's just grabbing at straws if if they play Malik in any kind of a role.
1: Well, Baldy, we've now gotten to the point to where some of the commentary is, ah, put him in, let's see what it looks like. Your, right. your your thoughts on that?
2: Okay. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're saying that, um, and I don't necessarily disagree with it, but if you're saying that, well, what is he going to do? I mean, is he there to be a runner? Can he throw it? Is it Wildcat? Like, what's his role? Is he, um, you know, Taysom Hill? Like, what, what's he going to be? And what's his package? Because I can't believe you're just going to put him in there and just let him take the whole series. I mean, I think there's... If it's a role, it's some sort of limited role where, you know, like I think Pittsburgh, it's not going to be like the first time T.J. Watt's going to see somebody back there that's maybe an athlete at that position that is, you know, got some running ability and might be able to throw it. I mean, it's not like they're going to get fooled by anything. think Mick Fitzpatrick has been around this game a long time. Like he's going to see everything if he comes in the game. It's not like they're going to be unprepared for it if something like that happens.
3: Well, no, I agree with you. I do feel like they will play him, but I have it down as like he may, I mean, under eight plays. He probably have maybe 10 plays that they can draw from and based on what type of circumstances. But I look at the other side of the ball for the Steelers. I look at their quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. and If I was going to set the over and under and interceptions at one and a half, which which would you take?
2: Mm, uh, I would say under only because, not that I, I have great faith in Mitch, I don't. but. You know, I, I think that they're running the ball pretty well. I mean, that's kind of the battle tonight is, you know, New England's playing great run defense. I mean, they played very well last week against the Chargers, and I think they'll play well, um, you know, tonight against two two good backs. One I think is better in Jalen Warren than Najee, but, I mean, they've been running the ball pretty well over the last month. So I just think they'll, they're going to lean heavily on that and probably employ Mitch, whether it's design runs or scrambles, with him, you know, trying to – Convert third downs or whatever like that, because I don't. I, I don't think that you know he's a great thrower. I don't think he reads defenses pretty well, um, but I would say the over and under I'd say would be under just because they're going to limit probably the number of throws that he makes.
1: Brian Baldinger of NFL Network Odyssey NFL Insider regression for He is with us each and every Thursday at eleven twenty-five. Baldy, a lot of talk about the offense. Now, I get it that the Patriots have not exactly played a murderer's row of offensive teams the last couple of weeks, but they're practically skunking people and getting no help from their offense. What is it that jumps out to you about what the Patriots are doing well defensively here these past couple of weeks?
2: Well, it starts with their ability just to win the line of scrimmage. And so I don't care, like, who's out there right now, Dave God Chow or Guy or Keon White, the rookie, is playing really well. Jennings has played well. Like, Barmore. Like, just their, their guys up front just keeping, you know, Jawan Bentley and, um, you know, Jordan Tavai. Like, just get these guys free to just make plays and just make tackles line of is as, as good as it gets. So, I think they're just winning the line of scrimmage like that. They did a good job last week on Keenan Allen. Um, I think they limited to five catches, maybe 50-something yards. Um, You know they had a good game plan against him, and I would think, uh, you know, I would be, I would think that they'd have something similar against George Pickens down the field uh, tonight. But it just really starts with their ability just to control the line of scrimmage, and you know, without crazy blitzes or anything like that, just fundamental football. I mean, just stack and shed, get off blocks. I mean, those things they look like they enjoy doing that, and it doesn't look like they're getting tired of doing it. They know what they have to do. In order to stay in these games, because they know that they're really challenged offensively. And look, the Jets are going through it. You know, a lot of teams have kind of had to go endure this right now with, you know, lack of offensive production. But I don't see any drop off. They don't look like they're getting tired of doing any of that dirty work up front.
3: Baldy, um, a, a different aspect. How, how are you overall just with the Thursday night football? Like, are you one of the ones, one of the guys that says, ah, you know, it's too much or, What's your opinion on the Thursday night football games
2: overall? Yeah, well, I just don't think you ever see the best, you know, of teams on Thursday night. Uh, You know, I mean, the schedule's the schedule. You can't really do much about changing and getting out of some of these games. You can't, you know, every team gets one Thursday night game. But, you know, I just always feel like you're never getting the best. You're not getting the the proper rest. Guys that are nicked up, if they do play, they're not as healthy as they would be if they're playing on Sunday. Like it's just a difficult week. Now, I mean, I played in Dallas. We always played on Thanksgiving. So we always kind of, like, prepared to play two games in four days. And that's the mental aspect of it. But you're just never as fully prepared from a game plan standpoint, from a rest standpoint, from getting, you know, as healthy as you possibly can, especially late in the year like this. And so, look, we're, we're faced with the Patriots and the Chargers, of uh, Patriots and Steelers tonight. And you just wonder – like what quality of football are we going to see? Because I don't think it's going to look, you know, like Dallas and Philadelphia is going to look on Sunday Sunday night. Like I just don't think it's going to look like that.
3: Yeah, but that extra that that Elon, that's like an extra bye week. That's why I always loved the, the Thursday night games, Baldy. Is like you get like that's a true. second bye week. I used to love them. Yeah. And the practices they're forced I, to I, gi- I, they're I, forced I, to give you make it easy on you. But this is back when they. They couldn't they, they could make you practice yeah. and now that you don't practice anyway so it doesn't even matter. You guys played in an era
1: where you were yeah. uh, you were hitting on yeah. I used to love it they, they yeah. were forced
3: to put hats on us.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I remember those. I remember it was like uh, okay Oh, we get, a, we get more nine-on-seven periods. Great. <laughs> 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 the extended bye week. <laughs>
1: uh, hey, Baldy, I do want to ask you kind of an overarching NFL question. Now that it has really bit the Patriots, and I don't know if you would classify the tackle on Ramondre Stevenson as one of those yep. hip-drop tackles. I could already hear your response. How does the NFL clean it up? And, you know, ha- has – I don't know, have, has the game – Legislated it being this way? Are players just kind of being lazy tacklers? Because there's no way you're really teaching this, I don't think. If you're a defensive coach in the NFL, where do you land on this sort of whole kind of budding controversy?
2: Well, I don't know how you I don't know how you patrol it. Um, but I guess I could have said that when there was horse collar tackles, and they put that in there because I don't know, Roy Williams or somebody, you know, broke, or whoever it was, you know, broke their ankle. Maybe it was maybe it was T.O. Yeah, I think, I, I think I it was Roy.
3: It was. Yeah, T.O. also, though, Roy. but I think Roy was first.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm and, and for the most part, I think everybody recognizes what that play is and why it's a good thing to take it out of the game. They don't always get it right, but, I mean, I, they, you know, they pleased it pretty good. Uh, this The hip drop tackle, you know, I don't – I don't think these guys are doing this on purpose. I think they're just trying to get guys down to the ground. Ramondre's I mean, a load. You know, he's 230 pounds. He's not an easy guy to tackle. So, you know, like I saw the play and I thought, okay, hit drop. Like I felt bad that he got hurt because he's a really good player. But um, I don't know how you legislate it, to be honest with you. I- I'm sure it's going to be a big topic of contention and conversation like these kind of plays are in the off season. I'm just not sure how you're going to emphasize, like, okay, what can't you do then? Um, it, it doesn't always, like, if you grab somebody by the back, it doesn't always end up in a hip drop, but you might just be dropping your weight just trying to get the guy down yeah. to the ground. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure how you legislate, to be honest with you, right now. I understand maybe the need for it because I don't want to see guys, you know, broken like uh, Ramondre was at the end of that play. I, I, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm for player safety all the way that's that's going to be difficult to legislate. I, I think it's a lot easier. Horse collar, I mean, that's pretty – okay. Like, get yourself in a better position to make a tackle. Don't just be grabbing like that. But this one, I think, is going to be a lot tougher.
3: So we're talking to uh, Brian Baldinger, and I was curious about um, uh, your overall thoughts because I thought I saw another um, a comment about, you know, getting rid of the tush push and the brotherly shove. and And I was just curious – your thoughts on that? Because I, when other teams try to do it, I always kind of chuckle because nobody does it as well as Philly. So I'm wondering why the league would want to try to get something like that out of the league.
2: Well, like you know, just I live in Philadelphia, so I, you know, I'm around the team. But you know, it's an impossible play to practice. The only time you get practice on it is in the games. Yeah. And so, are you willing to um, miss a few in order to perfect it? Like some teams are doing it. Like the Cardinals do it. Um, They did it with Kyler Murray. Some teams have done it. Um, It's not like it's just a a bad play for some of the teams. But honestly, in Philadelphia, like when Carson Wentz was the quarterback here, they were 36 to 38 on quarterback sneaks. Mm. So, you know, the old, you know, Tom Brady, did he ever miss a quarterback sneak? You know, some some teams are just good at at quarterback sneaks. I mean, the one common denominator in Philadelphia is Jason Kelsey is still the center from when Carson Wentz was the quarterback to the Tush push. I think they would still be good if they were just running quarterback sneak right now. Um, The fact is, is that really the only thing the push does is it it kind of protects Jalen Hurts' legs from guys grabbing his legs. You get his legs, you might be able to stop him, but as long as his legs are going, he's so strong, you're not probably going to stop the play.
3: Yeah, I wonder if if that is a... It's also kind of a... It feels different when the defense gets uh, pushed around with the tush-push as opposed to a quarterback sneak. You know, it feels like there's a... Yeah. Like, the the defense is more demoralized. There's more of an attitude and a bravado with the offensive line where we literally pushed your ass, you know, three yards back. This isn't a quarterback finding a crease and falling for a yard. That's what I
2: feel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting because last week in Philadelphia, um, like, San Francisco stopped uh, the Eagles from the two yard line from getting in. And so, you know, like, on the play, like, Chase Young, like, literally grabbed Jalen Hurts by the scruff of the neck and just jerked him backwards which probably didn't make anybody in New York too happy to see the quarterback getting jerked by Chase like that. But then the next play, they ran the same play and they got in. And I'm just looking at, like, um, Tayshon Gibson, the safety for San Francisco, and he's just like, he's just throwing his arms up in the air like, well, we, we, got, we stopped it once. Like, nobody's going to stop it twice. So, you know, they had two downs to get it, so they got it. But, um, like, I asked the NFL this year, like, how are you going to legislate this play? It seems like a play that they should take out. They said, well, as soon as the quarterback, as soon as the quarterback starts turning sideways, we're going to blow the whistle. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's going. You're, you're really going to like. <laughs> you're going to get that one right all the time. You know? Like, okay. I really thought about that. I,
1: yeah, I that was a hell of a non-answer by them. Hey, uh, yeah, Baldinger's asking. True. We got to give him that's something true. here. Yeah, it's like they yeah. threw, they they threw you something just to kind of stop asking the question. Well, Baldy, thanks, yeah. friend. We appreciate it, man. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week and. God Almighty! Hopefully, who we got winning, Baldy? Yeah. Oh yeah, who? Yeah, I, I for TV. By the way, Brian, for TV, I went uh, Pittsburgh two <laughs> nothing. I figured that the offense will just completely do the Patriots in, give up the safety, and the
2: defense will pitch another shutout. Well, not to be a complete cynic, but I'll say the defense will outscore the offense in this game. Wow, that so is total point score. So the de- point. like I- it's the lowest. It's the lowest over and under in an NFL game in 30 years. Yep. 32 is the over-under. So, I mean, nobody thinks that this thing is going to get, you know, nobody's going to get to 20 unless the defense scores touchdowns or safeties or you're returning – you know, interceptions on two point tries, pick six, scoop and score. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah. calling for. Yeah,
1: yeah. INT T J two point tries. Yeah. There you go. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about. Hey, Baldy, yeah. thanks. We'll we got to run. We'll talk, we run. Okay, we'll talk you. to you soon. Thanks, Baldy. Okay, you bet. There okay, goes. Uh, a yep, we'll see you, Brian Baldinger, with us on the uh, Harbor One Hotline. He of a uh, NFL Network and uh, an Odyssey NFL Insider. Man, oh man, that was half depressing.
3: Okay, picture this.